Okay, good morning, Faith Fellowship. If you have your uh, Bible, be turning to Proverbs 4. We're um, going to, and of course, you look so comfortable, but you know what I'm about to ask you. <laughs> Can you uh, get into your groups? Because we're going to have to get to work pretty soon in this. So get into your groups, wherever you want to sit, whoever you want to sit next to, I don't care. I know, I know, I know you did. You look super comfortable, brother. You look super comfortable. Uh, probably four, four. At the largest. This one is about to turn into seven or eight. <laughs> Y'all need to split up. <laughs> Can't have y'all together. <laughs> hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> okay, okay. Now listen, so. Farrell? You got, oh, you three, Nate, where are you sitting at? Oh, I see. All right. Okay, now let me get your attention. You guys can listen. If you want to be able to look at the board, that's fine, uh, just in terms of setting the stage here for us. Okay, so why you guys are going to be in our groups, man, we get so much traction out of what it is that, you know, we've been studying together. And I do want to kind of go back over um, just some of the, uh, the previous things that we covered from last week. And maybe. No. No. Ah, yes. Okay. Hey, uh, back one, I think. No. That's it. So remember, this was last week's assignment, right? And essentially, we filled this out last time. Next slide. Okay, and then so obviously we went through here. Now, these are some of the responses that we got from last time. Let's go again, again. Okay, yep, that was the homework. One more. Okay, right here. So just so you guys could see, just in case you didn't get a chance to see, the question was, is how do these things that we see as benefits, how they affect our present situation? And it's just great for us to, one, have that. We need that kind of feedback. It's encouraging for us to be able to read and see how God is at work in each of our lives, which is why doing this uh, just carries so much weight, okay? And so right here, it just says, I benefit from having the choice daily to live as a new man. I don't have to conform to my flesh. This gives my children a worthy example to follow and shows the world hope in Christ, praying to walk worthy of this ministry in all things. Man, it's beautiful. Uh, um, Jennifer says, God's word gives me a sober mind when dealing with the stresses of everyday life. That foundation to run all thoughts and actions through. Um, Maria says, because Jesus gives me peace, I can have good cheer despite the whirlwind of the world around me. Peace, stability, and joy. And so 
these are just some of the things that, that were mentioned last time. Okay, and uh, you can go to, yep, keep going, keep going. And so you can see we had a lot of people respond. This, it was great. Uh, keep going. And now we want to continue that. Live and learn. Okay, so Proverbs 4, there are just some things, just the, um, what, do you, what do they say? I always like that when you're at a, um, at a play or something. The, uh, they're about to start it, you know, and they kind of talk about the, the logistical things that need to happen just so you know kind of how things are, you know. That's basically how we need to approach this first, just so we understand what's going on with Proverbs 4. You guys know that many of the Proverbs were written by King Solomon. Uh, there is great favor for Solomon and his wisdom. And so God gave him this platform by which to write uh, these Proverbs. And there's kind of three ways that you want to look at them. That just helps you. And maybe you've never heard this. Now, this is something that I got from LFBI from Larry Smith, actually. Um, if you haven't taken that yet, it may have been Bible survey. Really good class. And um, so historically, you got to always remember the real story of a father, Solomon, who wrote this book to instruct his real son, Rehoboam. Okay, and then doctrinally, you'll see it's God revealing his heart and wisdom to believers on many important issues to keep them out of trouble. Okay, this is critical. Now, listen, remember, biblical principles like many given in Proverbs do not define sin, but instead are given to keep us out of trouble. Okay, so in terms of how this is going to go for us, we can look at these things and say, okay, I can if I do this, this is going to help me from having difficulties in life, maybe help with debt, help with relationships, help with those types of things, right? So then in a very practical way, when we look at Proverbs, we can look at that wisdom and say, man, I can apply this to my life, and it's going to be great. I can use it. It's going to help me <laughs> to navigate, you know, kind of the obstacles that life presents. And so that leads us into that next one, the application. Proverbs should set our affection on things above and give us personal instruction on how to apply what we learn to our everyday lives. Now, we are starting to say that terminology quite a bit in Faith Fellowship. We have our Bible studies. We have these breakout sessions and groups that we get, we get you guys in. And the big thing that we always really want you guys to come away with is how am I going to apply it? Man, it's one thing for us to work out the skill of preaching and all of that. And just you got to be able to do that. There is skill. God has key men that are going to do that. But if we don't apply God's word for it, it's really just an exercise in how great of a speaker you are. Okay? That's not our heart. <laughs> we want you to know, I'm taking this information. I'm going to do something with it. I know what to do next. Okay? Does that make sense? So that's why be prepared to move every week, <laughs> you know, because we may break you out just so that you can get a chance to get uh, with each other centered around God's word. So now let's look at our text, Proverbs 4. It's kind of a longer text, which is why it's really good for us to kind of break these things down and be in groups so that way we can chunk it together. But I am going to read it in, in its entirety, and then we'll have some, just some key points that we want to pull from there, and then we'll, we'll do our exercise. So the first thing we see, it says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law, for I was my father's son, tender, and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. 
Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings. The years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go into the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. For, the sleep, for they sleep not, except they have done mischief and their sleep is taken away. Unless they cause some to fall. Boy, that is, that is a really interesting verse. But you'll get a chance to look at it. <laughs> um, verse 17. For they eat of the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are all life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Man, that's so true. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. It's an incredible proverb. And so the, the things that we just want to kind of get out of here in terms of, you know, the, the preaching part of this would just simply be notice and take note of it says, Hear ye children, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. Now, there's a lot that we can do. And sometimes the Lord himself takes over uh, writing. And it's evident that it's him. And then all of a sudden it switches back to whoever the author is. But you know that there's a tip your hat kind of moment here in verse 2. He says, for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. It's like, okay, now this is true. You could pass on this law. But listen to something that Jesus said to really get your head wrapped around this idea. John 7, 16 through 17 says, Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. And so now, if our Lord and Savior says, hey, listen, this, what I'm telling you is straight from the Father, then you can kind of see here that it could work both ways. This is one of those deals, situations where you could have, I, I can imagine like this image where it's like a ghosting image of the Lord, and then it's Solomon, you know, also in the same spot saying this thing. And he says it, and it is very wide and broad by which he says it. Hear ye children. He doesn't say to my son, right? And so now, hear ye children, instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For in verse 3, for I was my father's, David, uh, uh, father's son, this is David, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. And the one thing now, we also want to just take care of business here. In this dispensation, God will call a few. But now, because of Jesus, all are called. So don't get tripped up, okay? Just that there is this special relationship. You notice that the people of the Bible, if they didn't make their kids special until the Lord said they were. 
right? And so now the Lord has essentially just set that, let that aside and said, okay, everybody come to me, right? And I will give you opportunity to serve, to worship, all of those things, right? And so Solomon did have a special relationship with his mom and dad. And this is mentioned to qualify the importance of what is about to be said. See, he's only saying it's not as a bragger, but he needs to, for his son, to withhold what it is or listen to what it is he's saying. He's like, hey, let me, let me just tell you the nature of the wisdom that I'm passing down to you is coming from a great place, okay? He taught me also and said to me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. See, David also said, hold my words in your heart by observing my commandments. It will bring you life. And understand something, these words come with urgency and purpose. So this leads to our first key point. Instructing our children, whether physical or spiritual, is necessary to show our love for them and our care for their lives. And our care for their lives. See, the one thing is, sometimes I know it's difficult to be consistent with your instruction and telling them, and sometimes you can let off of it. Sometimes maybe it's a little rough, but you want to communicate love. You want to communicate that, man, there's a care for how your life is going to be lived out. See, let me give you kind of a, an inside track. Get your kid's heart, and they will hold the words close to their heart. Get your kid's heart, and they will hold your words close to their heart. Man, how many of us, your dad and mom said all these things, and it comes to your mind now when you need to. <laughs> it just comes out of you. So then there's a break here, and it, you have this first part that's focusing on instruction. He's talking about it, He's telling what he's taught and all of these things. But now he goes into get wisdom. And so in this next section here, you see get wisdom, get understanding. It's telling you to get those things. You must have those things. Don't forget these things. Neither turn away from the words of my mouth. In verse 6, it says, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Make sure you take note of that. Wisdom is the principal thing. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver. Wisdom will give us this ornament of grace, this crown of glory. And so just simply... Our next key point, because I don't want to ruin it for you, I want you to do some work here, which you will, man, I, I, I promise you will be fulfilling to you. Wisdom is something that can be taught, but in order for it to guide our lives, it must be applied. See, wisdom is something we can teach. Man, we can talk to, we're blue on our face, and we see that with our kids sometimes, right? Like, you tell them and you tell them, and then sometimes just, well, the fire just got to get hot enough. And you told them, and then it's like, I told you, now let's go fix that. You know, whatever you did, you broke or you hurt yourself or whatever the case may be, because they didn't apply it. They learned it, they know it, they nodded their head, you know, and they're not, they're not dumb, they know what they're doing. But man, if you don't apply it, and it's the same is true of us. App application can only happen when we have the knowledge and we have understanding. And so I'm about to get us into our space here, and I just really just looking at kind of the ends of these things. And for the sake of the time we have, I really want to get to the assignment. Let's, let's get there all the way to the end of that. Uh, keep going for a little bit here. Because I think it'll take us some time to get, uh, 
Do I have control of that? Uh, keep going. Oh, you do? Okay. There's no... I thought there was a slide. Okay. Okay. So let me give you... The, let me give... You guys write this down. This is what we're going to do. What we want to look at is the knowledge of this passage. We want to see what it is that the Lord wants us to understand. And then, obviously, we want to look at how can we apply this knowledge that we say we understand. Okay, now, so the first thing that we're going to do, if you're writing this down, and I'll say it again, what does it say about fathers over the whole passage? What does it say about fathers slash parents? This is the knowledge of this passage. See, because the thing is, is like, I don't want us to, again, just our time in the word isn't producing anything in our lives. And, and so we have a lot of parents, both spiritually and physically in this class. And remember, one of the things that we want to establish is shepherds and evangelists. The shepherding piece of that has a window of that that is very much like parenting. So we want to have minds for that. Now, what does it say about children? That's the next thing we want to answer. And these are the things that we're going to look up in our groups. Okay, so what, do, what does it say about fathers and parents? The next one was what does it say about children? What does it say we should teach? What does the passage say we should teach? Next question, how does it say we should receive what is taught? How does it say we should receive what is taught? Okay, and then this section is the knowledge sections. So we're just trying to, what is God saying here? Okay, we always want to discover that part first. I can't apply it if I don't know it. What I'm even looking at, right? What does it say about the heart, eyes, and ears? What does it say about the heart, eyes, and ears? Okay, next question. What's the warning? Okay, and then let's see. How many paths are mentioned? So we got to get some knowledge here. And if the intention that God has is for the believer to not end up in trouble, then we better know some of this stuff, right? We got new parents. We got old parents. We got parents with... Kids that are, sometimes they listen. <laughs> we got kids that don't listen. Right? So we need the, we need the Bible's help. Oh, man, sorry, this KCMOSD. <laughs> what, what are the benefits? 
of heeding the warning. <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so just for that, let's do that. Let's get those, let's get some things here. Break up into your groups. Maybe one of, or two of you take one or two, you know, pass it out. Let's see, a larger group actually does kind of work out pretty good. Maybe take two, three or four. And what I would like for you to do is point out what verse do you see the answer in? Okay, see, I know how you do. <laughs> so we want to know that you're looking at this and you're not just pulling up that good wisdom that you got from Tuesday night. You know. <laughs> what was the verse? And then, I, and then listen, what I'm going to do is as, as a, a willing representative of each group, to say, what do you got? <laughs> okay, so if you need the picture, the picture's up here. Mine, the KCMOSD <laughs> at the bottom. Okay, and then let's, let's work this thing. <laughs> 